always mistakenly British. Teen Crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. And he's also one of the world's most famous vocalists. <laughs> Up for a Grammy this year, we think. Yeah. And uh, an Oscar in the same year. Yeah, no, they decided, because I didn't put out an album this year, so um, they decided to nominate me for a Grammy for Best Vocalist Not Putting Out an Album. So I'm excited about that. And I'm you feeling. may win that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Now, Mark, I tell you, it's not fair. We decided we were going to talk about two or three stories, and then I got three back-to-back environmental stories came across my desk. It's not uh, fair. Can I just read you the headlines before we get started? And yes, folks, don't go. We're going to talk about Durham. <laughs> don't, don't hold on to it. Just be patient with us. I just want to get your reaction, okay? A study mark in C- this is from CBS. You know, like yeah. C the BS. Yeah. CBS. A study finds forty-two percent of mega drought in the West is due to human-caused climate change, and the worst-case scenario keeps getting worse. Not 43%, 42% of the drought yeah. is all people's fault. Yeah, you could, you really stunned me there, because I, I thought it was about 37.8%. Oh. But, uh, if CBS says it's up to 42%, you can take that to the back. Has that been peer-reviewed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This one, this one, if you live by the water, oh boy, panic, okay? This is from the Washington Post, and we know, you know, mm. hey, we have to, you know, democracy dies in darkness. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently it might die underwater, too, because sea levels are going to have risen one foot along the U.S. coastlines, yeah. and, and, and they're, they're to rise, they're going to rise by one foot by 2050. That's what a government report says. They yeah. haven't risen yet, but they will rise. By 2050. Yeah, I don't see that as a problem. I I spent the weekend uh, at uh, the Obama's place on Martha's Vineyard, and I had a lovely swim in his living room. And it's just terrific just to wake up in the morning and go and do your lap without having to go outside and swim in the sea now. It just comes in, fills up his living room, and I do my, you know, 15 laps and then I have breakfast. It feels great. So uh, I think waterfront property is going to get even more valuable when people start looking at the upside. I love it. Now, this last one, Mark, you may have to go look at because this is I just the hoot of it all. I think if anyone carries this forward, you can. You know, you see Berkeley, Berkeley. Yeah. Okay, so a judge. Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. A judge has now said they have to cut their undergraduate seats by 3,000 and they have to freeze enrollment. You know why? Because their expansion, they didn't go through the right environmentalist wacko stuff to pass to pass their expansion plans. So now they can't expand. And some environmentalist wackos took the wackos at Berkeley to court. And so it's wacko versus wacko. And yeah. the wackos lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really have a dog in this fight. But I can well uh, understand. I, I can well understand the way... 
you know, a a 12th year colonialism and transgender uh, studies student has like the biggest carbon footprint of anybody on the planet. So I think actually that would be a, a great way of, I don't know what it is, what is it, net zero, or we're supposed to reduce the temperature of the planet by one degree by the end of the century. I think actually getting rid of, these guys are, are onto something. Getting rid of all the layabout students may actually be the quickest way to lower the temperature by by one <laughs> by one percent. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm with them. Uh, I'm 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 with them on that. I think actually <laughs> the idea that the idea that you could actually construct. I mean, far too many people go to university anyway. The problem in America <laughs> is that K through eight sucks. That's the problem. So that e- then everybody has to stay because they they haven't learned the basics by eighth grade. So they have to stay in school till twenty eighth grade uh, to try and learn what they should have learned by eighth grade. So I actually think eliminating if you could actually restrain the growth in higher education on climate change grounds, I say. Go for it, you eco-loons. I'm with you all the way. (laughs) Okay. Now, Mr. You Are a Subject of the Crown, Mark Stein, Hmm. Prince Andrew, finally (laughs) out of court. (laughs) So you're still not doing John Durham? (laughs) No. (laughs) Prince Andrew reached a settlement with this sex thing. So what do they do with Prince Andrew now? That's my only question. (laughs) Is he going to be like a princey, princey in good standing again, or is he thrown out because he had this scandal attached to him forever and ever? No, he, he's never he's never going to get back in again. I mean, he's been you know removed as uh, honorary colonel in chief from various uh, UK and Canadian and uh, Australian and New Zealand regiments, and he's never getting those back. So he's never coming back to sort of full duty. I mean. To me, he was on a hiding once this case was not dismissed. You know, he's almost like a parody of of the unlikable foreigner in front of a an American jury. That's actually what my Washington D.C. lawyer says about me. But I think <laughs> I think it actually uh, uh, applies even more to the Duke of York. And he the the idea that. He's a very arrogant guy, and I'm sure at one point he thought he could look 12 New Yorkers in the eye and persuade them to like him. But most people who've had 10 minutes contact uh, with Prince Andrew know that that's actually extremely unlikely to happen. Okay, now, Durham. (laughs) It's been such a big (laughs) build-up. I can't can't wait for this. All right, Mark. No, I'm just... Okay, so Durham. Mm. Now, on our side, President Trump and everyone else on this side said, oh, here's the proof. They were spying. Hillary's campaign was involved. They were spying. The left didn't cover it for two days, and now they're starting to cover it. And they're like, well, wait a minute. It's not actually spying. And he doesn't really have all his I's and all his T's. You know, there's Mm. some wiggle room here. So... Mark Stein, explain Durham to the American people. You're, um, you're America's undocumented anchorman. What are we supposed to think about all of this? Well, it uh, it's actually ought to be very shocking. What we saw in the course of 2015-2016 was the classic banana republic situation 
where the organs of the state merged with the party and became indistinguishable. So in this case, you had some of the most powerful surveillance agencies on Earth, uh, such as the FBI and the CIA, and indeed their overseas partners in the Five Eyes, uh, working with the Hillary Clinton campaign against their political opponent. And what's shocking then, what's really shocking about this, is that Durham claims that this continued after the election, so that, in fact, the Clinton campaign was surveilling uh, the incumbent president while he was actually in the Oval Office. They colluded with the guy who provides Internet service, who presumably has to go through various background checks. And that ought to be serious to anybody. It shouldn't really matter whether you're Democrat or Republican, because these, as I just said, these are the most lavishly funded agencies on Earth. They, they're actually telling us right now, as we speak, that at 1 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time, which is about, uh, you know, three or four hours from now, uh, Putin is going to invade Ukraine. Putin has, when this was put to Putin, he said, no, 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 I can't invade uh, Ukraine at 1 a.m. I'm, uh, I'm washing my hair. Uh, so, but the intelligence agencies purport to have established that as the time, and yet they don't know. They, they apparently are unaware that this Internet provider uh, colluded with Hillary to surveil the incumbent president in the Oval Office, which means that almost certainly uh, China, Russia, the Iranians, uh, we can go down the list until you get to Belgium and Luxembourg. They're all, they've also all got bugs in the Oval Office. Every American ought to be interested in this story just for that reason. Well, one of the things that really um, stands out to me is the involvement of the law firm Perkins Coey. I believe that's Coey. I'm not sure whether that's the right. I think thing. it's Coy. Perkins Coy. 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 Okay, Coy. 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 No, yes, Coy, they're, they're like they're like a Coy, they're like a 1923 flapper that you have on the rumble seat and you're getting cozy but she's being all coy about it. That's yes. it. Perkins Coy. Now, the Democrat National Committee and the Clinton campaign funded that anti-Trump dossier which was, by the way, with a Brit intelligence, ex-intelligence agent, Christopher Steele, mm. with he wasn't, the help of... He wasn't actually ex. There's no such thing as an ex-MI6 guy. Oh. Uh, so that, you know, you can bet that he, he's, he's, a, he's a conduit, not just between the Clinton campaign and all this Russian disinformation, uh, but he's also a, a, con, a conduit to actual current intelligence people. Now, one of the things that puzzles me, or didn't puzzle me, is the cleverness of this. Going through a law firm so that there are attorney-client privileges, are there not, on what can come out of that law firm by way of uh, if, if people are able to start digging deeper on this. Do you think that them using a law firm will give them a shield from actually finding out uh, what really happened here? Well, you say you say that, and it sounds like it ought to make sense. But the the worst thing about using a law firm is they leave a paper trail for every, for everything. If you've ever looked at a bill from lawyer, particularly lawyers like Perkins Coy, you know it'll say at uh, four forty five on Tuesday, uh, I photocopied a document that's uh, seven hundred. 
dollars uh, and 23 cents. So that's how they so that's how, um, you know, Durham got these guys. In fact, he's looking at the billing records and he sees the Perkins Coy is billing an awful lot of things to, you know, the Clinton campaign. And that's a, so. So, yes, there's attorney client privilege, but there's also attorney client billing which can uh-huh. actually establish it's it's like the crudest paper trail there is at a time when you know people don't really leave paper trails anymore uh, lawyers billing records are still one of the most exhaustive paper trails well, why why would they be taking a why would this partner at Perkins Coy be taking a call from someone at the Clinton campaign at 8:45 in the evening there's there's a lot you can deduce from those things well, I hope that. So, let me one last question: Where do you expect this to go? Is this just going to be another one? Aha! We have a we have a oops. No, we don't. Or is this something that that is Durham Pitbull enough to actually dig out the truth and finally, finally bring Hillary Clinton and her campaign to account, and perhaps other people if this goes higher up the food chain? Well, you know, in the end, somebody you've somebody you've heard of has to go to jail. It can't be just people like this fellow Klein Smith, who was the deputy assistant under whatever of paper shuffling, who who gets a slap on the wrist and he got his law license suspended for a week and a half. It can't just be stuff like that. You know, if you try and think about it as, oh, I'd like to get Hillary Clinton in jail. I'd like to get John Brennan in jail. Uh, I'd like to get Clapper in jail. You know, I'd like to get Comey in jail. And then think about is is John Durham actually going to bring home Bring into the courtroom anyone uh, you've ever actually heard of. That's when it gets a lot more complicated because we have a totally corrupt federal justice system. I could not agree with you more. Mark Stein, thank you so much as always. I didn't get a chance to ask you about the Sarah Palin verdict. Did the right thing happen or not? Uh, No, I actually think I well, again, this is what I mean about, uh, you know, dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt justice system. The idea that you send the case to the jury and they're still sitting there uh, on their little crummy little daily stipend for going whatever they'd usually. He's already dismissed the case. The judge has already dismissed the case, but he hasn't told them. That seems to me incredible. I can't imagine that happening in Saskatchewan or Singapore or Mauritius or Melbourne or anywhere else in the common law world. That's an innovation to me, this uh, this judge doing what he did uh, to Sarah Palin there. Unbelievable. It was. I was stunned. Mark Stein, thank you so much for being with us. We will look forward to hearing you again next week. And you can talk to us about uh, your, uh, your Oscar nomination Ooh. and whether you think that's going to succeed. Mark Stein, thank you. Thanks a lot, James. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy. We're back with you after this.